Happy anniversary, Valley Christian Church, 46 years uh, of God's goodness. Man, we are so excited about this series and really just celebrating uh, God's goodness this weekend. It was actually on September the 15th that was uh, our 46th anniversary. Before I jump into the message, which is really all about that, uh, I, I want to take a minute and invite all the men, all the dudes. We got men's breakfast coming up. I encourage you to sign up today. It's October 2nd at 8 o'clock. Uh, we're having that at the same venue that we've had that at the past. going to be a fantastic breakfast. I'm working on a, a message is real excited about called Band of Brothers, talking about the importance of the brotherhood uh, in the Christian faith. And we're also going to have some great giveaways. We've got some Adidas Valley Christian Church hats that we're going to be giving away. We're also going to have them for sale. If you don't get one of the drawing giveaways, you'll be able to pick up one of those. We only have limited supply, so they're going to go fast. We don't think we're going to have any left after after, uh, after the men's breakfast, but make sure you sign up for that. It's $15 now at the door. It's going to cost you $25 because that kind of creates a real hardship for us and for the restaurant, the venue as well. So please sign up for that men's breakfast coming up October the 2nd. Well, we did start this series last week uh, called Unshakable Purpose, and today I want to talk about unshakable passion. And, uh, you know, it is the anniversary of our church, and let me give you kind of a little quick history here uh, as we jump in and just celebrate all of God's goodness. Uh, it was in 1973, in the fall of 1973, it was actually beginning October, that uh, my father uh, got transferred here to New York from Brunswick, Georgia. And the day we moved in as a family to our neighborhood right here in Hopewell, the neighbors came over and, and brought a cake or something like that, welcomed us to the neighborhood, and they said, we have a question for you. And they asked my dad, they said, do you know the Bible? And he said, well, yeah, of course. He'd been a, a head deacon at a Baptist church down in Brunswick. And, and if you know that kind of Baptist church government and all, he's the big wig, the big shot. And, uh, and they said, we were praying whoever moved into this house would know the Bible, could teach us the Bible. How about that? So it was never in my dad's mind, thoughts, dreams of starting a church. But he said, come back in two weeks, we'll start a neighborhood Bible study. And uh, that was in our home. I was a little kid, you know, five years old at the time. And, and then that grew to the point they had to start a second one in the neighborhood across the street. And in 1975, uh, September 15th, they put those two Bible studies together and formally started a church, which is today Valley Christian Church, 46 years old. And, and God has been so good. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think of 46-year-old, in 46-year history of our church, we've had two lead pastors, my dad and myself, and uh, pretty crazy to think about there, and uh, because it is the anniversary of our church, I wanted to take time, make a really big announcement, uh, the elders of the church, we've been talking about for, for several years now, kind of the timing uh, of my retirement, and uh, they've actually been real uh, proactive and and I've kind of been pushing it off the conversation and they wanted to really establish a pension for for me for my years of service and uh, so Susie and I have prayed about that and all and and I just want to read this letter to you Valley family that I actually have written uh, to the board of elders and trustees they're the same group uh, of Valley Christian Church this is dated September 15th Wednesday which is actually the anniversary of our church and it says, to the board of elders of Valley Christian Church, as today marks the 46th anniversary of the day Valley Christian Church of Hopewell Junction was officially formed, I'd like to take this occasion to give God all the glory for all that he has done in and through the Valley family over four decades. 
His grace and His faithfulness has surely been poured out upon us. It has been nothing short of miraculous to have a front row seat to witness from day one with my own eyes the small beginnings of two Bible studies joining together to form a church to what Valley Christian Church is today. A church family deeply impacting our community, our nation, and the world for the cause of Christ. Truly one of the greatest joys of my life has been the honor and humbling responsibility of leading the Valley family since 1993. God planted my wife Susie and I here, and our passion and vision for the future of the church family has not diminished or faded, but is greater now than it has ever been. Toward that end, after prayer and conversation, we desire to inform you, the Board of Elders of Valley Christian Church, of my commitment as the Lord sees fit to continue in my current role as lead pastor for the next 15 years. When I consider the words of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 in Scripture, it says, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. I am confident the best days for Valley Christian Church are ahead, and I am humbled to serve this church family, whom we love so dearly and cherish so greatly, and to boldly lead into the future that our Heavenly Father has ordained. By His continued grace, the Valley family will fulfill every good plan and purpose of our Lord's making together in years to come. And so I say, let's go. Your brother and friend, Greg Williamson. And so uh, that's a pretty big old announcement there, probably the biggest I've ever made. I've never done something like that before, but uh, Susie and I are committed to, as the Lord wills, uh, continue to lead the Valley family for the next 15 years. So we believe we're if the Lord wills, we'll be here uh, for the 60th anniversary of our church family, and uh, we, we just can't, uh, uh, can't thank you enough, Valley family, for your grace, your love uh, through the years, uh, 31 years that we've been serving here, uh, our Valley family, and I, I've been a part since day one, really, as a little guy, uh, seven years old at the time, and uh, you know, it just reminds me as we talk about this unshakable passion. That's what I think about. I think it's so important for us as a Valley family not to lose sight of that. And uh, Jesus' words, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church, my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And in the 90s, actually, one of the first things I did when I became the lead pastor, I was associate pastor for three years to my father, and then became the lead pastor when he moved on to a pastor another church and lead a network. Uh, I had this painted over the entrance of our church outside. Uh, when you walked in this, before you walked in the auditorium, it was right over there. I'll build my church, and it was, quote, and it said, Jesus Christ's word. So it's not Greg Williamson's church. It's not even your church. Uh, it, this is Jesus' church, and I love that he takes it so personally. He could have said the church, but he said it belongs to him. It belongs to him. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And, and, and the passion that Jesus has for the church, I mean, if we're followers of Jesus Christ, the passion he has for his church, we need to be passionate and follow that example and have that same unshakable passion. And, and so when I think about the Valley family, you, you know, who we are today and who I believe we need to continue to be in the future, uh, I believe that I see a church where, where people find a relationship with God instead of religion and where living for God is no longer a duty, but it's a delight. You know, no one's forced to come here at Valley Christian Church. It's completely voluntary. 
and, and, and we want to be, and I believe we have been, and we need to continue to be a life-giving church. And there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of laughter. Uh, and that, that Just as the scripture says, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. And this is a day of rejoicing and just celebrating God's goodness. Because the reality is, you know, God doesn't just want a habit. God wants our hearts. God doesn't want your, your ritualistic habits. He wants your heart. He wants my heart. He wants everything. Hearts fully devoted that, that each and every one of us be, would become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus had some pretty stinging words to say about people that their heart wasn't fully devoted to him. Look at what he said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. In other words, it doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't even matter what we sing. If our heart is not 100% devoted to God and prioritizing him in our life, number one, Jesus is saying, it's all in vain. None of it makes a difference. He's not impressed. He's not impressed with our words. He's not impressed with our singing. If our hearts aren't there, their hearts are far from me. So I think maybe as we're talking about passion, maybe this is time for a heart check. A heart check in, in terms of what's the condition of our hearts in following after Jesus. You know, uh, the, the, uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, it, it says that for follower of Christ, we should never be lacking in zeal, but keep our spirit a spiritual fervor serving the Lord. This word zeal is interesting in the New Testament, the original language of the New Testament, uh, which is Koine Greek. It, it literally means white hot boiling over. That's passion. Boy. Never be lacking in white hot boiling over enthusiasm. White hot boiling over enthusiasm and jesus certainly was this and, and certainly demonstrated this I, I mean you know you watch a lot of movies and stuff about jesus and honest to goodness i wouldn't follow that guy the way that, that so many times jesus is portrayed he's like some malnutrition kind of guy and his, his fingers are always like this i don't know why that is but it's like like he's throwing a curveball and he's just always like a I would never follow a guy like that. In fact, I'll tell you this. One of the, I just love this series that has come out recently, The Chosen, because that's, that's, a, Jesus, that's a guy I would give my life to. That, that's a guy that I would, I would surrender my life to. I love how Jesus is portrayed in that series, The Chosen. And If you haven't checked it out, you ought to. In fact, we have a whole Bible study on Tuesday night. Pastor Dan's doing the, uh, about it. It's just really fantastic. But, but he had so much zeal that at one point he went into the temple, he went into the house of God, and, and uh, he got so ticked off, he started kicking over tables, made a whip because they're selling all kinds of stuff. It, it's like a, a marketplace that's going on there. And he literally made a whip and is literally cracking the whip on people. That's Jesus, not not. I mean, Jesus like a man's man. And look at what it says in John chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. Then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume him. 
passion for God's house will consume me, will consume the, the, the Messiah. And so this is the question I have for you today. Is passion for God's house consuming you? Joining us on the online campus. Is your heart breaking to be in God's presence and in his house? Because that's who Jesus was. Passion for God's house consumed him. Consumed him, burned him up. And if we're a follower of Jesus, it only stands to reason we follow in passion for God's house. Passion for God's house. He's kicking over tables. He's whipping, cracking the whip because he's so passionate about God's house. And, and the concern that I have as a pastor is many people's passion has really waned. And instead of passion, we just are looking for convenience. We're just looking for comfort. But that's not Jesus. And that's not supposed to be his followers. Passion for God's house has consumed me. So I want to talk about unshakable passion in the time that we have together. And, and I want to share just some of the amazing things that God has done in and through the Valley family. And it's happened because of passion. It's happened because of intentional, passionate people pursuing God's promises and God's vision. In fact, next week we're going to talk about unshakable pursuit in this series as we just continue to look at who we are and what makes us unique as a church family. Because he wants us to be red hot, white hot, boiling over passionately pursuing all that he has planned. Three areas of passion uh, that, I, that I want us to kind of focus on today. First of all, passion for prayer. We, we need to have passion for prayer. And, 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 and that's one of the things I love, that, that prayer has always been such an important part of the Valley family. And, and when we have small groups, when we, when we have prayer after service, when we have Saturday prayer, man, we had a fantastic Saturday prayer on September 11th for our nation. It was just really, really awesome. And I invite you every Saturday, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, sharp, one hour. It, it, it just stirs your passions. If you're struggling in your prayer, I encourage you to come out. If you're passionate already about prayer, I encourage you to come out Saturday prayer. It's an awesome time. We need to be passionate about prayer. In fact, Jesus put it this way, Matthew 21, 13. It is written, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making it into a den of robbers. House of prayer. Now think about that. Of all the things Jesus could have said that God's house was supposed to be called, think about what he didn't say. He didn't even say it was a house of preaching. He didn't even say it was a house of worship. It's a house of prayer. Prayer. My house would be called a house of prayer. So we need to be passionate about prayer. Because you know what? Prayer... It matters. It makes a huge, huge difference. In James chapter 5, verse 16, the Bible puts it this way, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So let me ask you a question. How is your prayer life? How consistent is your prayer time daily? How much do you prioritize prayer? Because it's something we need to be passionate about. It makes a difference. The effectual, fervent prayer, of a, it avails much. It makes a huge difference, major difference. Passion for prayer is something that always has been part of the Valley family, and I believe it's something we have to make sure we continue to, you know, be passionate about prayer. Maybe, maybe your 
prayer passion has begun to wane. Maybe it's just smoldering embers. Well, man, I'm trying to get you fired up today. As we celebrate, I'm trying to blow and fan into flame that passion for prayer because Jesus was passionate about it. And you and I need to be passionate about it as well because he was and we're followers of Jesus. Here's the second area. That's, that's one, that's three. Here's the second area. Passionate for worship. Passion for worship. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30, someone asked Jesus one time, what's the greatest of all the law? You know, what's, what's the greatest of all the commandments? And this is what he said. Love the Lord your God, look at this, with your heart, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's worship. That's why he said, these other folks, they, they're singing, they're talking, but I don't have their heart, and it's in vain. None of that matters. This is, this is passionate worship. When we love God with our whole heart, with our whole soul, with our whole mind, with our whole strength, and could I put it this way, with our whole calendar, with our whole day, with our whole pocketbook, with all of our energy. In other words, we are showing God we love Him 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. 366 when it's leap year. That's what Jesus said. That's how we're supposed to worship Him. In fact, look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. The Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, again, this whole idea of worship, sometimes we think of it so narrow as like singing songs. Thank God for a song. I, I thank God for th that we have that opportunity. But did you know there's very little musical worship in the New Testament church for the first 300 years? Not a lot of people are aware of that. It was a persecuted church. They didn't have bands. They didn't have, you know, pianos or organs. And when they gathered together, they couldn't hardly sing because music travels. But they worshiped, man, they straight out worshiped. They prayed, they read scripture, they worshiped. How did they worship if there wasn't music? Well, our, our definition of worship has become so narrow. Let's get a biblical definition of it. Romans 12:1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God, watch this now, this is your true and proper worship. Nothing about singing in there. Not anything about music. What is worship when we offer our everything to God all the time? That's what worship is. Does it include singing? Of course it includes singing. But it is so much more. We don't want to fall into that trap sing some songs, say some words, and we think we're worshiping God. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. It says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Now we're talking about praising God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you all the honor. We're going to do that in just a minute here uh, as we celebrate 46 years. The fruit of our lips are openly profess His name. One of the ways that we worship is how much you talk about Jesus when you're outside a church. Openly professing His name. When something happens, God, I just give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise Jesus when you get that good news, when someone shares that good news. Praise Jesus. Right there, even if it gets awkward at the office. Praise Jesus 
for that good news. Praise Jesus we got that account. Praise Jesus that, that, that we you know, signed that contract. Praise God. That's worship. Not just for an hour on a Sunday. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. See, we give God what He deserves, not what we feel. He deserves our worship. It's our reasonable. One translation there of, of Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 1, where it says, this is your true and proper worship. One translation actually says, this is your reasonable. It, it, it's, not, it's not unreasonable what God's saying. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, offer your body, everything about you. Your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, your intellect as a living sacrifice. That, that's your reasonable worship. We give God what he deserves, not what we feel. Doesn't matter what we feel like, it's what he's worthy of. And he is worthy of our constant and continual prayer. That's what's made us, our, our constant and continual worship. Prayer and worship, that's, that's, that's what's made Valley Christian Church. You think about so many, so many organizations and I'll try starting churches and, and the, the failure rate's so high and my, my dad, my mom and dad, they never had dreamed of starting a church and how, what God has done. It was never even in their mind. It was supernatural. But it was rooted in, in, in being filled with the Spirit, being passionate about pursuing Jesus, prayer, and worship. But here's the third thing. All the way back from 1975 to 2021, and into the future as well, passion for people. Passion for people, because it's about people. Churches aren't about buildings. I, I thank God for this building. It's a tool, though. This is not the church. You're the church. Jesus died for people, not for buildings, not for property, not for real estate. All those things are just, all those things are just tools. It's just a, this is the place where the church meets. We're the church. You and I are the church. He died for people. We need to be passionate about people. We have been as a church family, and we need to continue to be. In fact, the, probably the most quoted verse in all the Bible, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever, not whatever, not buildings, not real estate, not property, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That, that's what we're all about, is helping people come into that state of believing, that that. I put my faith, I put my trust in Jesus. We looked at this last week, Acts chapter 20, verse 24, where Paul said, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work he's assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. That's what we're all about here at Valley Christian Church, as I shared last week, and I encourage you to check it out if you missed it. We talked about unshakable vision. What is our unshakable vision? Well, the way that we've communicated that for several years now, real simple, short phrases. We want help to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. That's the good news. That's what Jesus came to do. Help people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And so we want to, that's our job. We want to share that, telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. See, because 
God has made Valley Christian Church unique. There's not another church on the planet like Valley Christian Church. Churches are completely unique and have real clear purposes and distinct purposes. If there was a church just like ours, you know, you know uh, in, in this county, I'd just fold up shop. We'd just quit. Because churches are unique, just as unique as individuals are and, and the people that attend there. And, and so we, we need to continue to pursue, so we're going to talk about next week, unshakable pursuit, the vision that God's given to us with passion. Not, not duty, but delight. You know, in other words, coming to church isn't something we have to do. Gathering together with God's people is something we get to do. We get to do that. And, and, and Jesus said, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of it. His presence is different. It's powerful. It's strong. I guess I could have put that in here also, like passion for his presence. That's part of worship. Passion for people. We need to remember that a life not lived for others is a life not well lived. The most miserable people on the planet are people that are living for themselves. The most joyful people on the planet should be followers of Christ that are living for others. Not, not for themselves, what's in it for me, you know, bless me, it's about me, but how can I help someone else? How, how can I bless someone else? That God's blessed me to be a blessing, as we've heard recently. A life not lived for others is a life not well lived. And so what I want to do now in the remaining time that we have together, man, I just want to kind of just, just give God the glory for everything that he's done. And I want to share with you some, some, some Valley statistics. And, uh, you know, just give God the glory. There's so much he's done. So even if you're watching this right now in your home by yourself and all, I'm just inviting you, let's just clap it up for Jesus right now. Let's just give God the glory as we just share, okay? As I'm going to share some of these things, just, just clap it up for Jesus and give him the glory because God has done what only he can do. And, and sometimes how the way God has blessed our church so much, it has become almost ordinary or common that we lose sight of. This is not normal in church world in America. This, this, this is not like how, what is happening in most churches. And so we need to make sure we clap it up and we give God all the glory for what he's doing in and through the Valley family. How about this? Just salvations. Salvations since 2017. Now this has not even been a full five years, but, but how many people have documented? We have the documentation for every one of these. Name, address, phone number, emails, contact, you know, all of that stuff. Since 2017, up until last Sunday, literally, look at this number, 866 people have put their faith in Jesus Christ through Valley Christian Church. Let's just clap it up for Jesus. 866 people. 866 people. Now think about this. I've shared this before. 866. Half of the churches in America on an annual basis 50%, half the churches in America don't see one salvation annually. In the last five years, we've seen 866. In all reality, we'll probably see, it'll, that'll go up over 900 by the end of this year. So it's not even been a full five years. 866 people, 866 lives changed, 866 
family trees changed for generations to come because people who Jesus Christ died for have received him as their Lord and Savior. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. 866. I know sometimes people are like, I don't know that we should count. Only people that don't want to count numbers are those that don't have anything to rejoice about and be glorious, give God glory about. There's a whole book in the Bible called Numbers. I mean, God's into numbers. It's people that get sheepish about it. In fact, the first day that the church started in Acts chapter 2, it says 5,000 were added to, I'm sorry, 3,000 were added to their number that day. God is in the numbers because numbers mean people, and God loves, he's obsessed with people that he loved and that he sent his son Jesus to die for. 866 salvations. But the news gets even better than that. Think about this for just a minute. As of last Sunday, average for 2021, how many participants each week involved with and participating Valley Christian Church services? Look at this number. 1,242 people on average. Let's clap it up for Jesus. 1,242 people every single week participating in our services. Now, what's interesting about that number is, 1993, when I became the pastor, the lead pastor of the church, Easter Sunday, 1994 it was, because it was June of 93. Easter Sunday, 1994, I remember, because it was seared in my mind, we had 120 people for Easter. Ten times the amount. That's the goodness of God. That's what God has done. That's not what Greg has done. That's not what the Williamsons have done. That's not what the staff has done. That's what Jesus has done. Because Jesus said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus did that. And we deserve, we, he deserves that we give him the glory right now. Let's just clap it up for Jesus. 1,242 people. But as if that's not enough... As best as we can estimate, and there's a number of factors how we can do this, is pretty doggone close, that, that what is the size of the church family? Think about this. 46 years ago, it was like 12 people in a neighborhood Bible study in 1973, and then another one. It was like 30, 40 people that first Sunday when they gathered together to form a church, which is now Valley Christian Church, 46 years ago. Our church family, our church size, best we can get our, wrap our head around it, 1,677 people. Let's give God glory for that. 1,677 from like 40 people 46 years ago. Absolutely miraculous. Jesus is keeping his promise to the Valley family. He said, I'll build my church. I'll build my church. If you're willing and you'll pursue with passion, not, not just kind of half-hearted, with passion, the purpose that I've given you, the vision I've given you, I'll build my church. And he deserves all the glory and all the honor. And not only that, we have some real strategic partners. I just want to highlight one of those uh, right now that, that is really immense that we've been partners with for, I think it's like five, six years, and that is ARC, the Association of Related Churches. And, and they actually are celebrating their 20th anniversary. It's a church planting organization, plants church in America and even now internationally abroad, uh, very similar to ours. We get a lot of resources from ARC and uh, they have launched, and, and this is one of our partners, you know, for, like I said, over five years, financially we help them. They have launched 973 churches in the last 23 years. Let's give God glory for that because you have a part of that, Valley Family, in supporting ARC on a regular basis. 
973 churches. Their goal was 1,000 churches, and these are still existing. Every one of these has succeeded. None of those have failed. 973 churches. Their goal was 1,000, and the year's not over yet. And I think they have uh, another 10 or so that are going to be launching actually in the fall. Going to be real close to that 1,000 churches. Very similar in, in kind of a approach to ministry, philosophy of ministry, feel, church culture of our church. And that's why we partnered with them many, many years ago. Uh, another thing that I want to share, many, many years ago, uh, th- there was like uh, someone shared and it has been con- confirmed through the years, uh, this is going back several, several years ago, that, that, that God had a call on Valley Christian Church to really be a training center of sorts. Uh, a training center where men and women could come and they'd be trained, not, not only put their faith in Christ, but trained, discipled, mentored and, and leader and become spiritual leaders even pastors all, all around the world and and it, I, I actually did this I took the time and just wrote all this out and and I want to share this with you because it's very very significant it's, it's intentional that we look for leaders train up leaders and all but in the, just since I've become the pastor the lead pastor of the church 38 people have gotten their start on staff here at this church in ministry 38 and there are literally, some of those are still on staff here, but, but literally there are pastors all around America that are, that are leading, senior pastors even, that are leading churches that got their start right here on staff here. And I'm just talking about those that actually were on staff. I'm not talking about a couple that uh, were in the youth group when I was an intern. One of them is one of the head professors at Wheaton College, which is one of the, Wheaton Seminary, one of the top Christian colleges uh, in the nation. Another one, a guy was in my youth group, same one, they were friends. He's pastors in tremendous church out in Montana today. That's not, they're not in that number. We, we also have missionaries that, that are on, in, on the field in Spain uh, and also in the Middle East. Uh, they're not in that number either. That's just actually like we're on the payroll, you know, got their start in Christian ministry uh, in the church here. 38 of those. Just absolutely amazing. I think we need to just give God glory and praise for that because we really are a training center. And sending out people that are making difference. I'm not talking about even how many hundreds and hundreds, probably even thousands of small group leaders that we've trained. I'm not talking about those that, you know, have moved, been transferred, that are now like elders and deacons and leadership and all these other churches all over the planet. It's very, very hard to quantify that. I just, these are just a few of those things. Now, that being said, as I read that letter, I believe, Susie and I believe, the greatest days for Valley Christian Church are ahead. We really do. And, and our passion is not diminished. Our passion is even more smoldering hot than it's ever been. And I can't wait. Let's go. That's what I said in that letter. Let's go. Let's do this thing. That being said, we need help. We need help coming out of COVID. You know, we really had to have uh, really kind of uh, completely rebuild all of our dream teams and, and the reality is, we need your help, Valley family. We, we need folks to join our dream team. And so we have a dream team day that's coming up, October the 23rd at 9 a.m. Because we want to be able to continue to serve you the way God's put in our heart. We want to continue to be able to have three services on Sunday and all the other things that we do. And we want them to be adequately staffed, everyone doing a little something. 
And so on Dream Team Day, October 23rd, 9 o'clock, we're inviting all of our current Dream Teamers to come out. We're going to celebrate. We've got some free merch, some free apparel we're going to be giving all of our Dream Teamers. And we're also going to be doing kind of some just, just some freshening up, retraining. But also, maybe it's time, maybe you're not part of a Dream Team. Maybe it's time to get in the game. We need your help. But because as you can see... Every single week, more and more people, and the church is just growing and growing and growing, and, and many hands make light work. And we need especially some help with what we call our host team, just those interactions when people get out of the car, when they're walking down the sidewalk, when they're coming in. And so if you, you know, if your heart's stirring to be a part, we just invite you, go ahead and sign up. You can do it right on our event page right now. Let us know you're coming. Because we want to provide for you. We want to get some merch and some apparel for you. Uh, Dream Team Day, October 23rd, 9 o'clock. It'll be just about one hour, hour and a half. And, and it's going to help us more than you know. Because we want to continue to be passionate about reaching people. We want to continue to do all that we can to transform this community with the love of Jesus Christ. And we have so much to celebrate, Valley Family. And I just want to say on behalf of my wife, on behalf of my father, on behalf of my siblings, we were all there when this began, the Williamsons, thank you. Thank you for your heart. I, I want to say thank you for your grace and let me just kind of grow up before you as a church has grown up. You let me grow up from a 24-year-old lead pastor. Thank you. And we love you so much, and, and we believe, and we're convinced, that's why Susie and I aren't going anywhere, we're convinced the best of Valley Christian Church is ahead. So let's go for it together and fulfill God's purpose for our church family. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness that is so undeserving and Lord, you just continue to bless and to pour out your grace and your, your presence upon us. God, thank you. I, I wanna thank you for every single person that has served on this staff one time or another at Valley Christian Church. I wanna thank you for every, every single person who's led a group. Lord, there's some, Lord, that are in your presence right now that have gone on to, to, to heaven to be with you. Lord, I wanna thank you for those that you put it in their heart Knock on the door and ask, ask my father if he could teach him the Bible. Nobody knew. No one saw what you had designed and you had purposed in your heart. Just now, a church family that's making an impact locally, nationally, and even globally. God, it's all because of you. Jesus is fulfilling his promise to us, and we're so humbled when he said he will build his church this is your church jesus and we follow your passion and we pursue the purpose that you came to live to die and rise from the dead for the people would come into a life-changing relationship with you we give you all the glory and honor and praise in jesus name amen Love you, Valley family.